right and we are back with another episode uh to get us started off today i just have a really short bit about um history since march is women's history month we're going to try to focus on things that women have done throughout history and on this day in the year 2000 the jazz singer billy holiday was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame so but that was pretty cool i thought there would be more but there really wasn't but maybe as we go on we'll, we'll hit a couple different things yeah probably um that's wild you you have to be what's the rule like your last record has to be yeah like 25 I know. later or something yeah and then like yeah it's it's too long it's <laughs> it makes no sense really but yeah it, it is some strange rule yeah because i'm pretty sure aretha franklin was like the first woman inducted period and yeah that's crazy but and then, and then every year there's an argument from people they're like it's not even about rock and roll anymore and it's like you know what whatever exactly they never knew what it was about anyway right if you're hearing this we thank you for pressing play on another edition of is stream of life podcast with brandon and lauren uh, episode eight of season five will recap the season four premiere of BBC and AMC's thriller drama series, Killing Eve. But first, let's recap the past week in news. So there's been a lot going on, again, just with the whole situation of Russia invading Ukraine. And we we're seeing a lot of reaction from companies and different industries sort of cutting them off as like retribution against their actions um netflix just recently suspended i guess they're filming there um, yeah or suspended service so i'm not yeah suspended service which i'm not sure what that will do but right um and other credit cards have suspended operations there and countless of other things um which which everyone is saying like will just hurt the people of Russia. Right, exactly. Actually stop them from killing Ukrainians. So Yeah, which is nuts. And and then here we have people pouring out bottles of Smirnoff, like that's tearing a hole in Vladimir Putin's heart or something. Yeah, like not selling Russian <laughs> vodka is going to somehow affect the country. It's, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's dumb yeah. and weird. Uh, but what was not dumb was along with this sort of this headline, it came about that um, WNBA star Brittany Griner, who plays yeah. overseas uh, in the Ukrainian league, had been detained by police for about three weeks before the invasion even occurred because she allegedly had uh, some vapes on her. So that was wild. Um, yeah. When I read that, I, I was like, oh, she stuck over there. I thought it, I thought she got detained the day right. that it happened. Then later on, I read that she'd been there for three weeks. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, we were just now finding out. So I'm not sure how that goes but so prayers to her because i can't i can't imagine what exactly is happening over there um in some lighter news this weekend um snl star kenan thompson who currently holds the record of longest cast member just completed 1500 sketches wow that's nuts on the show which is crazy um i never thought he was the funniest person on there but that didn't have have anything to do with being on there the longest so right i don't know he's uh his characters though are unfunny my my i think my favorite character he does is the black jeopardy yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty funny and uh lastly some disturbing news um this report of daniel kaluuya hiring oh, this mysterious um I don't know what you call this. Yeah, I don't either. But he he has allegedly um, cut ties with several other agents and publicists and teams to hire this 50-year-old woman who has self-proclaimed herself as some type of 
lifestyle guru, life strategist. Um, it's nuts. Yes, it's very, um, very strange. Yeah. And this all yeah. came out because I guess there uh, on the set of filming Nope, um, there are issues with getting in touch with him because everything he had, everything he was doing had to go through her who calls herself Air Holiness. Um, oh, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, so prayers to Daniel Kaluuya and hopefully this is like, I don't know. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's very strange. There are photos of them together, hmm. evidently. So it's not just hearsay, but I yeah, hope it's all a little bit weird. Yeah, I hope he's not being like he's smarter than that, isn't he? Like I would say, right, yeah, right, right. I think that's what makes it so surprising is that having seen him in the movies and heard him talk and everything, it's like he's like, what's this? You know, what's going on? Yeah, it's very odd. So prayers up to him. And that's all I yeah. got. <laughs> all right. Well, um, the Netflix one was one of mine. So I will have just two. And the first of those two is that over the weekend, uh, Melinda French Gates, I think she's going by that whole, her whole name now, um, who used to be married to Bill Gates, married for nearly 30 years, came out and said that part of the reason she divorced him was the work that he did with um, Jeffrey Epstein. And I think most of us know Jeffrey Epstein from the rumors swirling around him and allegations of him being a pedophile and having a secret island where he did pedophilic things. So mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not gonna check it, but I can only imagine that this sent the conspiracy theorists on Reddit just into overdrive. I can only imagine the conversations happening there and probably on Twitter too, but um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting for her to come out and, and say that, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm honestly surprised she she did vocalize that because a lot of wives would have either right. chose another reason or just stayed and stayed because, you know, they're comfortable. But if right. that's the reason, that's very big of her. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. They, they, and I think when they, we saw them together, they're always smiling and there's always at launches and he was so happy to be with her and whatnot. And I didn't know that he had cheated on her early in the relationship. Right. It's like a, it was like a staffer. So it's been bumpy and maybe he's not the guy he, mm. we see him as, but who knows? So I thought that was interesting. And then in news, I didn't want to report, but I need another story. Kanye, Yay West, I think that's what we're calling him, um, has come out and defended his art after backlash of his music video. And the music, the music video in question shows uh, a decapitated Pete Davidson um, being carried away by uh, Kanye, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this is just the newest incident in Kanye's kind of harassment of his ex-wife Kim and of Pete Davidson and God, you know, I hope it stops, but I, I doubt it will. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all very strange. Like just grow yeah. up. It's too yeah, exactly. Too it's, <laughs> I don't understand what he's doing. And, um, you know, people thought it was for his Wishman call for like, Oh, he's just creating hype and press for his album. But I'm like, nah, man, I think he really has some malice behind him yeah it's very strange yeah all righty we'll get along uh with the rest of our what's new segment here um in the opus we've lost a few people this um past week um mainly actors first up was ned eisenberg um many of him, many people would have recognized him from law and order svu where he served as a defense attorney that we would recur um, in episodes, he uh, passed of cancer, unfortunately. Um, then we had uh, actor and comedian Johnny Brown, who I never knew this gentleman's name, but he was most known for playing <laughs> Bookman on Good Times, the yeah, super. Yeah. 
Um, and he appeared in other films and series. Um, and he had quite the eclectic career, which I was not aware of. Um, he did Broadway. He was in, in music groups. Like his first gig was in an act with Gregory Hines and Gregory Hines' father. Like, yeah, it's crazy yes, how how talented some of our Black talent is. We, we definitely take them for granted. Right, right. And then finally, recently, um, I learned that Mitchell Ryan passed away. He's best known for playing Greg's father on Dharma and Greg, um, which was a 90s. Oh. Yeah. 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 I know you're talking about now the name I did not recognize, but yeah, I can see his face. Yes. That's that's crazy. I saw him. I think I saw his face on Twitter the other day and was like, oh, but it didn't register me to either click on the link or inspect to why he was trending but unfortunately he passed he was 84 years old as well um in awards watch um ironically the spirit awards are happening right now um on ifc and online there's been some big winners um best director just went to maggie gyllenhaal for the lost daughter um okay. other winners were reservation dogs won best ensemble for a new scripted series they also won best new series um, yes, yeah, so on the film side, um, Maggie won. What else did she win? I think best screenplay. Um, the uh, uh, cast of Mass won the Robert Altman Award. Who else were some big winners? Um, Thubo Med Meduse. Oh, what's her name? The, the lead actress from Underground Railroad won for best TV actress. Um, yeah, it's been very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot was, all about those. Yeah, I forgot about them too. And then randomly it was like, oh, these are on. So it, it's interesting to see that they highlight like all the films and shows that are great, but literally go ignored the whole year. <laughs> right. It's very strange, but it's it's lovely to see um, these people be recognized. And then on to trailer things. We've got a lot of films and TV coming up. Um, first off, Amazon released the first trailer for Master. Um, this is the film starring Regina Hall that premiered at Sundance. Um, yeah. It's set for a March 18th release on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, the story follows a Black female college student arriving at a, a prestigious liberal college at the same time as um, Hall's character becomes the first Black dean of one of the residency halls there. And they yeah. both sort of experience the terror of racism, also the alleged hauntings of the college itself. So it, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, no, when they saw that on the whatchamacallit, the... Uh kind of like the list of movies. I was, uh, yeah, it was definitely one I wanted to check out. So, mm -hmm. so everyone will be able to see that if they have Prime on March 18th. Um, also on March 18th, we get Sandra Oh and Uma, which is Korean for mother. This is a horror film from Iris K. Shim. And it stars Sandra as a mother with a teenage daughter who they live on like this farmland. And strange things begin to happen when uh, Sandra O oh is given the remains of her deceased mother and has to um, handle the plans afterwards and yeah. things go spooky in the night. So it, it looks really good. Yeah. I was really impressed with the trailer. Yeah. Um, on the TV side, we got the official trailer for Atlanta, which premieres on March 24th. Um, yes. Still can't tell you what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> like the the series, it has always been sort of like odd obscurity and absurdity, but um this time it's taking place overseas in Europe and just sort of like that cultural shock and then sort of navigating a different kind of whiteness, really. That's what it yeah, to, to look like. So I'm excited. It's been gone for four years. I'm ready to see what what these um, final two seasons will bring because season four will premiere in the fall. 
Um, and Stars premiered their political period drama called Gaslit, um, which will center on the woman who first accused President Nixon of being behind the Watergate uh, yeah. listening scandal. Uh, stars Julia Roberts and Sean Penn, um, a whole blended other cast. Um, I had never heard this story or this this chapter this, of the whole Watergate scandal. Yeah, me neither. This is this is very new to me, but um, it looks interesting. I always love political stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It looked very good, and this will be the second series about that particular event coming to TV because I believe HBO Max or HBO has their own limited series about the Watergate scandal, but we'll focus on the two people that sort of planned it, but eventually fumbled it. So, And lastly, um, we got the first trailer for Brad Pitt's new film, Bullet Train. Yeah, well, I didn't see this trailer. I have not seen this trailer, so. I haven't watched the full trailer either. I, I think I saw snippets, but it looks very much like John Wick on the train. Um, oh, well. Like the, the cast is very diverse, um, but basically I think the gist is like, there's this train and there's a bunch of hitmen on it and it's be or be killed, kill or be killed basically. Yeah. I think it's going, it's giving. So um, seeing a little interesting. I really haven't seen Brad in the action film since like World War Z or something. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's the last one I can really think of. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see him back in that sort of saddle. Right. And then our box office this weekend, of course, the Batman took um, the top spot with an expected 120 million domestically um, for opening weekend. People thought that there was superhero fatigue and Batman fatigue and humans are are basic. <laughs> they're going yeah. to they're, they're going yeah. to see the movie. And I think with this one more than maybe any other one, it was just interest because of what we know um what's this Robert Pattinson to do. This is so out of right. character for him. So exactly. I think a lot of interest like, like okay, what is this? This what is this going to be like? So I don't know. Yeah. And this is his yeah, first film since Twilight, Breaking Dawn, that's made more than $100 million at the box office. Yeah, yeah, because he definitely went the indie route after those things, which I think is what he wanted to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so with, with $120 million, where they were already thinking of a sequel. So I think we'll definitely get the trilogy or a trilogy. Yeah. That's cool. I gotta check it out. I've I've heard nothing but good things. So, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and we will transition to our pick six. On that note, um, I did see the Batman this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. It's good. Like yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yes, it's three hours. Who gives a fuck? It was good. <laughs> Like it, de- and it doesn't feel like three hours either. That's the thing. Like, yeah, that's good. Then the story is so taut and moves in a forward direction. There's not a lot of stall moments or unnecessary clutter. It's it is very good. Um, all the performances were good. The score was amazing. Amazing cinematography. Um, I've seen people say like while they think the Dark Knight is still the best Batman movie. Yeah. A lot of people are saying this is the best Batman adaptation that they've seen oh, on okay. screen. And I will, I will definitely agree. Like, I can, I, watching it, like experiencing it, I was thinking the whole time, this is like playing as Batman in a video game or like watching him in in the anime series like it felt so real and not yeah. as um i mean you know it's a movie but it, it felt like a real true exploration of the character and right right um, it, it was just really good so definitely definitely check it out when you can 
Um, I also caught the first episode of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder on Disney+. Plus. Okay. I was not expecting to watch this at all because I wasn't that interested, but it was really good. Um, <laughs> it was, was good. Yeah, the most, it was funny. Like, I only watched it before because it was funny. Like, I wasn't watching each week because I care about the story. But <laughs> Right, right, right. But um, they've got most of the cast back and... Uh, while I do wish it would have seen them as like adults or something, they're just like in high school. So that part's kind of weird given how much time has passed. Um, but yeah, it, it was decent. So I definitely will check it out, check it out more. Um, yeah. And then this week, past week's episode of The Wonder Years was excellent. Um it was called Black Teacher. Basically, Dean's class gets a Black teacher to fill in for their teacher while she's on maternity leave. And it explores some interesting themes I'd never seen a TV show sort of explore before about the Black experience, especially in school. So it was really good. Yeah, I'm so far behind on that, but I'll have to catch up on Hulu one weekend. Yeah, I love that show. I would definitely timid just because The Wonder Years is such a cultural behemoth. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. But it, it's done very smartly. Yeah. So what did you get into Get into this weekend? Okay, well, I want to say Friday? Well, anyways, on Hulu, they dropped their newest series called The Dropout. And this is about the story of Elizabeth Holmes and, um, oh God, for those who don't know, Elizabeth Holmes was a, she claimed to have created some type of technology that could tell you um, like what was what was wrong by just like a, by a drop of blood. It was nuts. She got money for it. It, it, was, a, it was a nuts, a crazy story. And um, eventually it came out that everything was kind of flawed, but uh, this one stars Amanda Seyfried, who plays um, Elizabeth Holmes, um, also has Kate McKinnon, um, William H. Macy's in it. Um, oh, I know his first name. Naveen Andrews, I think he was in Lost. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was in Lost. Um, he's in it as well. But um, it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's quite good. Amanda Seyfried is, she's kind of an underrated actress. Like, she she puts in work, and I I don't know. I, she, you never really hear her name brought up in conversations, but um, she she was good in this. So, um, but no, it, it was good. And I only watched the first three episodes. I think that's all they put on there. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out, I think. Gotcha. And then second, I put the wrong title on the little script, but it's called Worst Roommate Ever. And this came out on Netflix on either Thursday or Friday. And this is just what is in the title, The Worst Roommate Ever. And it's like, I think it's, I want to say three or four episodes. <clears throat> and they talk to people who have, you know, they were looking for roommates. They got roommates and they turned out to be just horrible person. The first one was about a older woman who uh, kind of, what did she do? Oh, she would, she, she said she ran a home for like, kind of uh, homeless, displaced people with nowhere else to go. And then what she would do would, was once they were there, she would kill them and then collect on their checks. And it, it was nuts. And this, what made it even crazier is this was not a woman in the prime of her life. This woman was like, I wanna say in her seventies or something. And it was, she was killing grown men, grown men that were old, but Yeah, was, I, I saw people talking about this on, um twitter and saw the trailer and that specific woman i remember seeing her as the subject of um some show on auction i can't remember what it's called yeah. but yeah she was like like these men were just like disappearing and yeah i do remember that that's wild it, and she looks evil man <laughs> <laughs> she looks evil as shit i was like oh hell no um, and then there's a couple other ones, ones that I think have turned into stories. There's one that I know I think was like a New Yorker story or something at one time about this guy who he knew like it was the New York magazine. He knew like a like a lot of um 
like laws and just kind of called like squatters rules on this one woman who was looking for a roommate. He came in, said, this is mine, not going anywhere, doing this. And um, he ended up being a murderer. It like, bro, it was, it was stressful. I was like, hell no, nah, man. I, <laughs> I'm only ever rooming with people that I know. Like, I'm not going to look for somebody random. If I have yeah. to do that, it, it was, it was absolutely insane, but it was good. It's one of the better things that Netflix has put out um, lately. So yeah, I definitely check it out because it's going to feed my like unsolved mysteries. Oh, oh absolutely. Because I know you, it you will love it. Yeah, I'll definitely tap into that. All right, just a quick update on the Spirit Awards. Taylor Page has won Best Female Lead for Zola. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's awesome. And they've got the actual uh, woman there as well, which is good. This the is woman cool. that tweeted the thread, the real Zola. Because I know she had sort of came at A24 for not including her in promotion and whatnot. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into our no concessions um, and the rest of our show. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to get into our no concessions, where we'll first um, discuss some of the Oscar nomination, Oscar nominated films we watched. Um, gearing up for the ceremony on march 27th um i'll go first i watched coda yeah on apple tv plus it's a very fine movie <laughs> like it's well done the acting yeah. is good i'm i very very much appreciate them highlighting um deaf actors and characters where the story isn't you know about them overcoming type of obstacle you know what i mean because most of the films with people of disabilities if there are it's about the disability but this was just about a normal family um and the lead wants to go off to college and she's never been away from them she's also their interpreter as she's you know the only non-deaf person in the family yeah um, but it's just a very fine film i wouldn't call it oscar worthy but that's just me yeah. Um, it felt very reminiscent of like a 90s movie. I don't know why, but it did. Not to knock or anything, but it definitely felt like, oh, I could I could see myself watching this like when I was 10 or something like that. It it had that sort of easiness to it. Right, right. Um, uh Troy Coatser, who plays the father, he's gotten it pretty much uh a lot of nominations and awards at, for supporting actor in that role, um, which he is good, but I, it just doesn't feel, I don't feel the Oscar buzz around it, but it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I watched it on, I think, Apple TV and it was decent. Um, what's nuts though, and I think we said it before, is it came out, what, two years ago? And it's just now getting nominated for stuff. Well, at least it hit Sundance two years ago. Yeah. And, and uh, what you said about it being easy to watch and all that, it's kind of funny. Well, not funny, but it, it makes sense because um, when it came out, it immediately, Apple TV bought it like the week after Sundance and all the first reviews kind of said the same thing, that it was like a, it was like a, like a must-see family type of film. Like it was touching and it was like kind mm -hmm. of an important story. So it kind of hits with what you're saying. Yeah, but it's good. It's, it's yeah, yeah. The hype is a bit much, but I know it's the representation that's really important. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I should put an asterisk next to both of these, man, because while I did get to watch some of these movies, HBO Max, oh my God, I don't know what's going on, but. Oh, it wasn't working? Yeah, I would start it and it would cut out. Like I, I would get to a certain point of each movie and then it would just drop out and tell me, oh, you have to exit the app. So. I'll talk about the beginnings. Um, Drive My Car. Drive My Car is an extremely long movie, three hours long. Um, I think I got maybe 30 minutes in, but the premise is that his, uh, there's this guy who I think is a conductor in terms of like music or he does something with a play or he's a director, I'm not sure, but he is in a relationship with a woman. He comes home and finds her having sex with another man, a younger man, and then, um, a little bit later they want to talk about it and he 
I think he doesn't want to talk about it at the time, but then he comes home and um, she has died. She died of like a brain hemorrhage, his wife. Oh, see, I had no and idea what it was about. Right, right. And this is what kicks off his whole thing about the car. Because he's this person who, because after that, he's asked to come and put on this, this play at this different theater or, um, you know, wherever. And he's given kind of like a driver. And that's where this young woman comes in who drives his car and they talk and they kind of learn about each other. And it's really interesting, um, at least from a little bit that I saw. So I don't know what else happens, but I've got the main premise of it. Um, West Side Story, I think everybody probably knows the stories about that. The sharks and the jets um, set in New York, uh, racist dancing, <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of like a picture of America at the time through a musical. But um, it's, it's, from what I saw, it's, it's good. Like, I mean, it's, the story hasn't changed. The cast has changed. The people are not white people spray painted to look, you know, like they're from uh, Puerto Rico, which I think is where they were from in uh, West Side Story. But, um, it, oh man, it's good. They, they, I guess when you have a real director doing it, you know, like <laughs> Steven Spielberg, it's different, man. It's different. It's, it's really different. <laughs> yeah, I definitely check it out. I plan to definitely. All right, and then we had the SAG Awards last week, um, where some of these same um, actors and works received some recognition. Surprisingly, Coda won for uh, best ensemble in a motion picture, um, and Succession won best ensemble for a drama series. Yeah. Um, and ensemble, or oh, Ted Lasso won for best ensemble in a comedy series. Then you have the uh, other acting categories. You have both um, Squid Game actors take best drama series, which was a surprise because everyone just expected someone from Succession to um, get those awards. Um, and then you had Gene Smart and I believe Jason Sudeikis take best actor and actress for comedy series for Ted Lasso and Hacks. Um, and then Jessica Chastain and Will Smith won Best Actor and Actress in the Film, Leading Role, followed by the favorites Ariane DeBose and Troy Coetzer for Supporting Roles. Um, yeah, many people think Ariane is getting the Oscar because she's she sort of swept all awards season. That would definitely be interesting to see if that happens. Yeah. I've heard from a lot of people that she's she's amazing and um in West Side Story. Yeah, I'm sure if I saw the rest of the damn movie, I'll know. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that. I honestly oh. when I hear people talk about HBO Max and like the difficulties, I can't really relate because mm -hmm. it usually always works for me. The only time I've had issues is like when people when we're watching like the finale or of something, like it won't load, but I've never like had it yeah do as much it as is. people claim. And, it, and it's messed up because it's if, I think I wouldn't be as upset if I clicked it and it didn't come on. But this let me watch about 30 something minutes and then it said, nah, we're good. And then it just <laughs> said, you gotta exit the app. I was like, what's going like, on? What the hell does that mean? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. And the oh, last God. thing I wanna have to do is talk to Comcast, Jesus. Lord, they're yeah. really, yeah. That's another topic for another day. Right. All right. Um, we'll get into previously on where we had the final episode of Euphoria's second season, All My Life, My Heart Has Yearned for a Thing I Cannot Name. Um, it was basically the rest of Lexi's play, um, which was interrupted by her sister Cassie in the most comical way. Yes, very dramatic. It was, it was funny, though. Yeah. Yes, very funny. Um, Cassie's just conceited like that. Um, and eventually we see that girl, you did all this for a boy who literally broke up with you the second he felt uncomfortable or right. embarrassed, quote unquote. Um, but apart from the theater, it did actually seem to help all those characters that were connected 
to Lexi realize how much they are they are loved and how much them being there actually means something. We saw, you know, sober, excuse me, we saw sober Rue like really appreciate the right. play and remind her of like the the time she had with Lexi when they were best friends. Um, it put a mirror up to Cassie's face to make her realize how much she hurt Maddie because they were very close. Right, um, right. To remind them about their relationship. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, it didn't really do much for Kat because her story has been dull. After she, right. the whole thing with Ethan, it, it was like she wasn't even part of the show, low key. Right, right. Because Ethan was sort of like a star in his own right yeah. during the play. Uh, yeah, and that was another funny part when their mother came on the stage and she thanked Ethan. I was I was laughing and she hugged him and he clapped. I was like, this is nice. She was so giddy about being like this yeah. in the play. Portrayed. Like, right, right. Yeah. She it's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so supportive of Lexi as well, which right. was good. I think she's I think she's very much aware. And I wouldn't believe if she wasn't aware of the dynamics between the two sisters and just Right, right. Just how to sort of navigate that, especially with the absence of their father. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that. And then the whole other plot line happening simultaneously, basically, was the showdown at Fez's between him, Custard, I believe his name is. It, yeah, Custard or Custer. I can't, yeah. Something like that. And the police. Um First, RP to Custer because Ashtray was like, we ain't doing this shit and stuck that knife in his yeah. neck like Mortal Kombat or something. Right. It just, no thought, just do. It was, and it was premature because like, they were all sort of like already sort of getting it handled, but he was, um, it yeah, was a believer. So this is taking too long. Exactly. So we have Ashtray basically murder Custer, Cutter, whatever. Um, and then um, Fez wanted to take the fall for him because he is a child. He's 11. And right. um, wanting to sort of like take the rap and Ashtray was like, no. And he went out crazily um i was not expecting yeah. that high octane sequence um no. it was wild yeah no i agree I, I definitely wasn't expecting a shootout with like you know the swat team that was yeah. intense yes for an 11 year old like it's not like <laughs> right right um but yeah basically he locks himself in the bathroom gets in the bathtub and one, you know, accidental sound, and he thinks someone's shooting, so he lets the chopper off, accidentally hits yeah. Fez, you know, Fez down the kitchen, hiding, Fez is just in the hallway, screaming to stop, it's a kid, it's a kid, and then plays possum to take one of the cops out, like, sir, what right. are you doing? A couple of things, I don't think that would happen like that. I don't think they would go in and just shoot guns blazing, like just in case the bullets, you know, flew through the building and hit neighboring houses. Secondly, um, so he, somebody would have died earlier. That was like, that was hundreds of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. All them folks would have been dead. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, after taking out one of the cops with a shotgun, they literally laser point the bullet to his head, which was a little egregious. Like it was yeah, just it was it was a lot. It was a lot, definitely. That's how you put it. It was a lot. Um, and then we get Nate. This was his episode, right? I think so, yeah. Where he's he's going to meet Cal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Nate, again, he he never drives in there with he never drives anywhere without alcohol and a gun. So he's racing over to meet his dad, who's, I guess, been staying at his lumber 
warehouse or whatever. And I found this scene very weird that he's just with like these stereotypical queer people. Yeah, just in a warehouse. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, when the Q Force is this? Like it was just right. It was just strange. But um he walks in and basically has him arrested for, I guess, the crime against Jules. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, because he he very smartly backed up all of um Cal's footage on a thumb drive and called the cops early for them to come up there and arrest him. Um, And that's how that story, I guess, wrapped up for season two. But I've seen where I guess we'll see Cal, more of Cal in season three, um, an interview with, what's his name? What does that mean his name? Crap. Oh God. Eric. Is Eric Dane. Yes. Yeah. We'll see more of his arc. I don't know if it's going to be like a redemption arc or just maybe his journey post this. I have no idea. But um, we will not be getting season three until 2024. I know that. Wow. Um, so, what are your thoughts overall on the whole season? Um, well, how do I say this? I think it's hard to compare it to the first season because the first season everything was new and it just kind of blew people out of the water this one had much the contribution of like acting across the board was much better last year was it was Zendaya 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 but this one you know um everybody kind of pulled their weight and I think that made for a better season um some of the stories were just kind of like they were through little strips of paper into a hat and pulled out and said, you know, we're going to do this and then this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So that was nuts. But I think overall, if I had to give it like a, a letter grade, I'd give it, I'd give it a strong, solid, just B. Just right yeah. there, B. That's, I think that's why I would give it to. It, it was definitely still entertaining. Um, the actors are acting, like they're still paying yeah, yeah. attention. But story-wise, yeah. The season was a bit is everywhere. Yeah, misguided. Um, it seemed to sort of focus after season five, I think. Yeah. Uh, not season five, episode five, sort of refocusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely a lot going on. Um, so yeah, so we will uh be anticipating the third season, complete two years from now. but you can stream both uh, season one and two on HBO Max and now for our feature presentation we are receiving the final season of BBC slash AMC's series Killing Eve based on the novels of course Um, the series stars Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer um and this final season um i'm not sure what to expect we have sort of like different dynamics in the relationship between our two uh, protagonists um and it's gonna be interesting how this all plays out so we had episode one entitled just dunk me uh what were your thoughts on this premiere episode uh i thought it was interesting i was very uh what's the word i'm looking for lost you know these breaks in between these shows due to COVID do a lot yeah. to kind of take you out of the show so I kind of had to remind myself what was going on what what happened last episode until they showed the clip I, I completely forgot that Kenny had died or that he had you know kind of been killed mm-hmm. and so um that was that was I had a recap on that but I think overall it was good just kind of a good start episode kind of throw us into it um it seems like from the jump they're going to give us villanelle versus you know um eve and who knows who i i honestly don't know what's going to happen right like like they're they're sort of um they've sort of reverted back to sort of like their origin places 
from season one where it was sort of like strictly adversarial um, right which would be interesting um yeah i thought it was a decent episode i remember kenny died but i couldn't remember how all of that got sort of wrapped exactly. up right right um but i'm guessing eve is looking for helen because she yeah. killed kenny correct yeah that's what yeah that's what i've kind of gathered as well correct okay yes yes so um sort of sort of sort of like a recap of the episode eve is looking for helen um and she's looking for members of the 12 basically right um she also has this new partner who is this hunky indian person gentleman of yeah. some sort. yeah um, that was kind of wild to me I was like, wait who is he right it's just okay um <laughs> and she's sort of um is is literally like in the thick of it like she's gone from just being sort of like a pencil pusher she's out here like tracking people down in a motorcycle yeah. like threatening with a gun and stuff i was like oh okay so she's sort of embracing the darkness right right a bit more and then villanelle herself has been hiding out at a convent basically where she's trying to atone for her sins or something yeah i think she's trying to either do that or what it seems at least by the end of the episode is that she did it all so that she could prove to eve that she is a changed person right because yeah. she accidentally <laughs> kills the cat um, right <laughs> yeah that scene was funny and it was all just sort of like please eve or look saintly in eve's eyes again and right, right. he basically tells her, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So they're sort of like on the outs with each other. I think I'm most interested in Carolyn's position here um, where she'd been fired from yeah. MI5 or whatever they're called over there. Um, but she's still secretly working to find out who is killing the members of the 12. Right. Yeah. The one now is killing this secret assassin syndicate and she wants to get to the bottom of it. So that should be definitely interesting. And I, I'm guessing this is sort of like her way of trying to get some type of justice for Kenny. Yeah. You know, her own way. Yeah. Right. Closure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um, we will be discussing episode two episode two next i'm not sure how many episodes are in this season but it's gonna be interesting to see where they take us honestly yeah i'm excited though it's i mean it had the slow parts in the other season but it's always it's always fun i think mm -hmm. it's always you know a good laugh and whatnot so I, I think we're in for another good one yeah yeah i'm excited so what will you, what will you be streaming this weekend Okay, uh, this weekend I will be streaming, well, tonight, which is Sunday, um, Winning Time, uh, about the Lakers, that comes on on HBO tonight at nine o'clock, I believe, so uh, I'm going to record that and probably watch it later. Um, I, I did it again. I messed up and read some reviews <laughs> and uh, kind, of, kind of a mixed bag, so it's one of those shows I think I'll see it for myself and then we'll go for there. Um, and then secondly, I meant to watch it this weekend because it also dropped on Hulu, but uh, Flesh, and this is with Sebastian Stan. He's like Hulu's new poster boy. Really? Um, and, uh, oh, oh da I know her first name is Daisy, but she was in also oh, kind Daisy of Hulu star. Edgar Jones, is that yes, it? Yes, because, yeah, she was in um, Normal People, also on Hulu. So, yeah. And uh, I guess the story is, is that he's, well, I, I don't know the story. Somehow she ends up kind of captured in his house, so. Yeah, yeah. I think he's somewhat of a cannibal, I think. I think yeah. that's like kink or something. Right, right, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I'll check it out and, oh, I think I said flesh. I meant to say fresh. <laughs> Same thing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. I too will be tuning in to Winning Time um, on Sunday evening. I heard the creator speak on the TV's top five podcast from the Hollywood Hollywood Reporter. Um, they didn't yeah. really say the series was good or bad or not, um, but it's going to be interesting. And they sort of explore whether he plans to sort of like investigate like future dynasties of the Lakers, like if he will get to the yeah. Kobe Shaq era or whatnot. Um, so basically, they describe it as like the crown, but for basketball. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and then Apple has the last days of, oh, that's not the full title. Anyway, this is a show with Samuel Jackson um, as a man who is suffering from Alzheimer's, I believe, and he's searching for a cure. And um, they do something to examine his memories and all his witness, and he has some type of secret to solving some sort of mystery for the future um it's a limited series um called the last days of but tom but tommy gray um it's based on the book by walter mosley so um the cast looks great you have dominique fishback jackson uh marcia marcia stephanie blake who was in um this is us and when they see us um walton goggins so i'm i'm interested this is like Jackson's first like TV series, so should be rather interesting. Apple's definitely yeah. coming um, with some good content. I'm surprised. Yeah, I was kind of skeptical of what their streaming network was going to be like, but they've they've been pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can come back with us next week and hear our thoughts on HBO's Winning Time. Until then, yes. keep on streaming. Peace. This has been It's a Streamable Life, a podcast chronicling life in a peak entertainment era. Listen, share, rate, and subscribe weekly on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get Streamable Life.